What's this? Pen thieves. Some sort of a format? Wells. Some sort of format? <clears throat> this is an outline. I call it a format. That's weird. Are you ready? You're, you're, you're ready? weird, Excited? dude. Ow, I just stabbed myself with a pen. <laughs> well, that's your pen. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> that is not the click side. Welcome to Adult Harder, the show where we teach you how to adult, but like, you know, better. Pretty, pretty better. Yeah. Better, better, usually better. Oh, yeah. Usually better than, than, than what you're doing right now. Definitely. Yeah. My name is Clayton Smith. Hey, everybody. I'm Ryan Smith. We are third cousins, twice removed, three times vertical to the side left. I couldn't agree more. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. Ryan, uh, we have such a fun episode today. We do. We sure do. All right. As you know, once, I love fun. I know you do. And as you know, once a year, we do um, an episode that is rooted in classic literature. <laughs> oh, I did, you know I did know that. That's true. Yeah. So I, I'm glad I came up with that idea. It's that time of year again. <laughs> and so this year, for that episode that we do every single year. We are going to do an episode about um, <clears throat> our good friend Virginia Woolf. Oh, I, I've heard of uh, this uh, this gal. Yeah, you ever read any books by Virginia Woolf? I can't remember. Mrs. Probably. Dalloway. Mrs. Doubtfire. Nope, nope. Oh, wow. Mrs. Dalloway. I didn't care for that book. Starring Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Yeah. We brought this down. <laughs> uh, you ever read that other book that she wrote? That, there's some other other ones. Oh, all there's of them. All of them. Definitely. Just, then all of a them. A number one super fan over there. Yeah, you got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, one of her books, Ryan, was called A Room of One's Own. I'm guessing you haven't read it because you are not a well-learned person. So I'm just going to tell you what it's about. No. Uh, no, I read it in my uh, women's studies class. I don't believe that for a second. Yeah. Uh, so then you tell me what it's about. It's about having a room of one's own. Did well, you know that's that? that's not wrong. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, do you know why Virginia Woolf said it was important for a woman to have a room of her own? Uh, I don't know why. I can speculate. I would love to hear that. I'm going to guess it's because a person should have a place uh, surrounded by the things that they love and uh, where they can be inspired. Things that they love. Yeah. They can be inspired. What yeah. sort of things do you love? Sleeping. You would surround your room with <laughs> sleeping. I would surround my room with lots of beds. More beds than I have. How many beds do you have now? In my room? Yes. One. How many beds are would you like to have? Twelve. How many beds would fit in your current room? One. Almost one. What if you stacked <laughs> them in a surprising way? Well, then I could probably have What if you put beds? like some vertical, some sideways? Oh, yeah. You know? Like a padded room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, this, is this is perfect. making a lot of sense. It's perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Virginia Woolf uh, theorized that if a, a woman wanted to um, accomplish great things and do good work, it would be very helpful for her to have a room of her own. And this was kind of a revolutionary idea when she wrote this book way back when. I believe the year was 1238. <laughs> Could be 1742. Seems about right. Somewhere in between there mm. up until maybe 2015. Mm. I don't remember. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, this uh, it was kind of a revolutionary idea because, you know, traditionally speaking, men, since we have traditionally historically been just total assholes we've are always had our own room oh right we've had like offices and oh, studies sure. and things uh and so it was this you know revolutionary idea that hey maybe if a woman had her own room she could you know write great books or do good work or study hard and Can't think good thoughts no, no you know? impossible yeah so that was her thought <laughs> um so i so that's what we're gonna talk about today having a room of your own because i think that um for some of the reasons you've pointed out and for some of the reasons that Virginia Woolf herself has pointed out, it is important to have your own space 
surrounded by all the mattresses that you love. <laughs> so you can go in there and have your kind of own quiet contemplation space, whether it's, you know, a place where you can be creatively inspired, whether it's a place where you can just get away from screaming children or something. Oh, sure. That's very important. Oh, okay. If I had screaming children, I would want to be away from them at all times. No, oh, definitely. Ugh. So we're talking about, you know, writing rooms. We're talking about offices. We're talking about game rooms. We're talking about um, man caves, I guess. Sure. Right? Uh, that was a, a big thing, I guess, that people yeah. do. Yeah. Um, what's the what's the, what's the the non-gendered binary version of a man cave? Uh, a a cave? person cave? A person cave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I mean, but I feel like a, a game room or a study or, I mean, I feel like anything could be um, a room that anyone can enjoy, right? Sure. I mean, uh, I don't think it has to be a man cave necessarily, unless it's only filled with things that that particular it's man only filled with men <laughs> right <laughs> then it is definitely a man cave uh do you have a do you have a room of your own no no, no. definitely not no. uh it's just it's, just, it's open to the world um <laughs> yeah uh no i mean I, you know there's uh no <laughs> I, and, and as i think about it i mean aside from what i had my studio apartment i don't know that i ever have had a room just for me this is why you don't have any great creative works that could be. This is why you're not a best-selling paint author. <laughs> paint paint author, author who does, who paints books about sculptures. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense. I mean, yeah, you could be a real Renaissance man if you had your own space. I mean, unless you count the space that we're in right now, which I guess you kind of could. In your office? I would count that. Right? I mean, there's lots of stuff here that I like. Mm -hmm. um, we have our uh, podcasting equipment here. That's so stuff that you like. Creativity yeah. definitely oh, that's happens true. That's here. a very popular show. Yeah. It's world-renowned, I think, is um, the way what we're calling it now. Yeah. Yeah. Number one. Number one. A number one hit. Uh, on the world on the world charts adult harder adult harder yeah yeah oh, probably definitely yeah. yeah so i mean i guess in theory this could be sort of a room of my own it's not a yeah. padded room as i would prefer but it's pretty good <laughs> not nearly enough mattresses in here oh no. not even one mattress really no, it's unfortunate but you do have some avid brothers posters that's a band that you like yeah i've got i've got work that i've done in terms of uh, previous places of employment uh, hanging up on the wall over there mm -hmm, yeah i've got some nintendo stuff i got some wrestling stuff i got some movie stuff some ghostbusters on the wall yeah, i have a yeah. refrigerator a small that's little uh, small refrigerator i've got a uh, coffee pot mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. you've got a got a meat locker full of dead yeah. bodies in the corner yeah yeah collection all your of, favorite things collection of beer and yeah things of that nature thanks Lagunitas mmm <laughs> <laughs> delicious <laughs> um, so I think this counts as a, do you feel comfortable in this space I feel comfortable I mean you know it's it's a working space though I mean that's the part that you know you know is different yeah, it's right? a bit of a bit of a mental hurdle yeah to a yeah. working space not really a good escape space yeah and I think if if maybe I killed off some of these cabinets and put in a couch mm -hmm. maybe a coffee table mm -hmm. a little TV mm, yeah well, you know now, now we're talking all right. okay alright you know I'm having a whole new vision for my, for my yeah, space like here it. Yeah, yeah take out all these books Books that you teach from, <laughs> right. throw them out the door. Yeah, yeah. Put them in the couch. I'll put them in your office. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't need any more guilt trips. Uh, right? like, come on. I don't need more books staring me at the face saying, "Why don't you teach things from me?" <laughs> Too much. Can't handle it. Uh, I used to have a room of my own. Really? There was a time when I had a house. Okay. And that house had three bedrooms. Yeah. And there were only two people living in it. Yeah. Three bedrooms is too many bedrooms for two people. Sure. So one of those bedrooms I made into an office 
for okay. myself, and it was nice. I got to choose the color of the wall paint. It was like, <laughs> that was, was the only room. I was a grown up. <laughs> it's the only room. Oh yeah, had any oh, say. absolutely, hundred percent. But I did get to pick that one, and I chose very poorly, which is very clear to me now in hindsight why I'm not allowed to pick the color for the rest of the house. It makes sense. Um, but I had these green walls. You know, oh, there, yeah. All right. I hung some of my favorite stuff up. Hung up some like Neil Gaiman quotes, some of my favorite writers. You know, yeah. I hung up some posters from some movies and stuff that I really liked. Yep. Uh, all my books were in there, and my computer. Was in there and it has great desks that I love. It was all set up, and it was a space. It was really my kind of my first space. It wasn't a very fun space, but sure. it was um, designed for writing. And I think that there's something to be said for this whole uh, this idea of having your own space being good for creative juices. Because I, at the time I set this up, I had been working on this novel and writing this novel for almost three years, and I was just not getting anything done. Fast forward, I move into this house, I set up this office, it's my space, I can close the door, I go in and work, guess what, the rest of that novel, boom, knocked it out in about three more months. Wow, So it took bad. about three years and three months <laughs> to write this book. And that was Apocalypticon, and then, after that, my second book, which was, what was that called, Anomaly Flats? That sounds right. <laughs> oh, thank I thought you were asking yeah. me. <laughs> no, I know you don't now. Wrote that one in that room, two months. Wow. And then I wrote Mabel Gray. The little, the I've heard of that book. one, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote that one in that room, one month. So um, that was really a productive uh, couple of years for yeah. me. In Plus, there. if it's a kid's book, you don't really have to spend a lot of time on it. Oh, no. It's all the so, words are like, so dumb. yeah, three oh, letters long. God. Yeah. Ugh, bat, cat, fat, <laughs> rat, done. Um, but then I moved out of that house. Right. And then so all last year I was living in a small, much smaller place. Yep. And I didn't have a room of my own and I could not write. I couldn't like, get motivated to write. It was hard when I did sit down. So I think there wasn't that space you can like, kind of close off from the rest of the world. Yeah. Because I would always try to write like in my living space, which is, you know, like you said, like, like trying to relax in a workspace. It's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. It's hard you to cross those lines. Yeah. So. You can't, can't really do it. So, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, when I think of, of, of spaces for, of your own, I mean, that's great. And obviously you made it into sort of a, a work slash creative mm-hmm. space. Um, you know, I, I'm looking for something a little more fun, right? I, I, I want to be able yeah. to, to relax. I want to be able to have some fun. You know, maybe there's a bar in there. Just say, I don't know. You oh, know, definitely going to be uh, a bar I in mean, there. you know, so I, yeah. yeah, I mean, and. And um, our guests later on uh, um, will help us uh, hopefully uh, understand how to put the fun in your space. We do have an excellent guest coming up. His name is Nick Parks, and he runs a pinball company. (laughs) So amazing. So we're going to get to that in a second. But uh, yeah, I think uh, a little little game room action sounds really nice. I like your idea of the beds and the mattresses. Yeah. I think it would be really cool to have like the big, like, Basically, big pillow cushions everywhere. Oh yeah. Except I do have a bad back, so I don't think that's a smart idea for me. Well, no, you may not be able to, no. to roll with it, but we need like a sleep numbered uh, pillow. Okay. Sleep numbered beanbag. <laughs> this beanbag is set to seven, and it's perfect. Oh, it's that's just ideal. exactly what I need. Yeah. What else goes in the perfect space? I mean, I I I set bar, and I and I and I stand by bar. I think what kind of bar? A bar with booze. Well, I understand that. What kind of booze? Oh, like. One bottle of booze, oh. 79 <laughs> bottles of booze, oh, 99 uh, bottles well, of I don't beer have along the wall. That many bottles of booze, but certainly more than one. I, I think a, I think a nice uh, a nice bar um, and some and some barware and and sitting there, have mm-hmm. a nice drink, maybe a place to sit down, a little couch action. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. TV's great. Uh, maybe a, maybe a record player. Oh, uh, yeah, some, play some, some vinyl. Place, yeah, a little Let's vinyl a little action. Vinyl. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Have mm-hmm. some sort of vinyl council uh, council uh, little area there where you can uh, uh, kind of set everything up. I don't know. I mean, what about you? What goes into uh, the perfect space for you? I don't know. All that sounds good. I put some video games in there. I think Ooh, yeah. probably. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I uh, I like. The idea of the pinball game a lot. We'll yeah. see what Nick has to say about um, whether or not people actually buy these things to put in their own houses. Yeah, we'll find out. 
Uh, but I would do it. That sounds great. Sounds awesome to me. Maybe a pool table. Yeah. Could do that. Maybe a pool. Maybe a pool. Maybe a hot tub in the corner. <laughs> Ooh, all you right. Yeah. yeah. Make a little make the air real moist and grimy. Yeah. That sounds perfect. pretty good. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty gross. <laughs> so, so you know what I'm in. Sold. Uh, and I know a lot of people, uh, obviously, they have the rooms that they would refer to as man caves or game rooms or whatever. Um, also, I think another instance of this, another iteration is a meditation room. I know a lot of people have meditation rooms where they do yoga or they just want a place to kind of sit and think and be in silence. It's, you know, if you're doing that, it's really important to be able to kind of close yourself off from what's yeah. going on in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think my padded room idea uh, with a straight jacket, a great definitely idea. a way to, uh, to sit and relax and, and uh, think about the world and, and not be bothered. And I'm going to guess that um, Victor Mazio probably has a meditation room in I his bet house. Victor right? Mazio does have a meditation room. <laughs> um, so that's important, I guess. If you were into that sort of thing, you could sure. do that. Maybe put some candles in there. Yeah. Maybe put some smell good stuff in I there. I like all those things. Maybe a little gong. You hit it and it goes bong. You know? Uh, uh, okay. you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. 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 I know. What you're Not like about. a big gong. Oh. Not like a huge one that you have to hit with a mallet you hold with both hands. I mean, like a little gong. Little baby gong. I'm gonna go the big gong. Little gong baby. A big gong. Bong. <laughs> Take up half the room. <laughs> so I think this bears the question, Ryan. Why don't you have a room of your own? Uh, I don't have room. <laughs> I mean, I think is the is the biggest problem of all. Right? There's just not um, in my current place. It's a it's a two bedroom place. Um, they're both used as bedrooms. The two bedrooms, mm-hmm. uh, as it were. Uh, and then I mean, you know, I kind of. I have like a den, right? So there's yeah. like a bar and there's a desk and a computer and, and Venkman, my turtle, uh-huh, his he's tank there, yeah. there, he hangs out. Mm-hmm. And there are books and things like that. So it's kind of like that, but it's not it's not closed off. Um, and it's not just mine, right? So, you know, it, it, it's not quite, um, it's not a space of my own. I just, out of the space. That's the problem. That's the problem. You should get some more space. I'm gonna what about that creepy ass basement you got in that well, house? Well, I could. I could use that, I guess. Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you could go down there. I, I, you know, I have some workout uh, equipment down there. I got a bike and some weights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would hardly also consider that a space of my own because it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, you get some Blair Witch action down there. Yeah, yeah. You stand in the corner and not talk to anybody. Yeah, you know, and, for the rest of your life until probably. you die and become a ghost. It stands yeah. in the corner and doesn't look at anybody. <laughs> and there's uh, could do that. <laughs> that seems fine. And and Ludus lives down there, which is exciting. Oh, your ghost friend Ludus. Yeah, yeah. There, there's that. There's that. Uh, there's like um, paint on the wall, and it says Ludus sucks. Yeah, and, I don't think uh, so. I know that you think that that means the ghost who lives down there is named Ludus. Yeah, but I don't think the ghost would paint Ludus sucks if the ghost was named Ludus. Unless it's a very self-loathing ghost, which I guess is possible. I don't think that the ghost painted it. I think somebody else painted it about the ghost. You think that someone killed somebody and then they had insult to injury, painted. You suck also on it. Like, Ludus was down there. Yeah. Someone comes in. Someone murders Ludus. Yeah. And then, yeah. just to really get the point across, yeah. so he writes, Ludus sucks on the wall. Yeah, or maybe they put that on the wall first, and then there became a scuffle. There was a scuffle about it. And, I guess and, that could be true. And they killed Ludus. Oh, that could be true. Right? I, I don't guess. know. I don't or, know. Or the other way around. Yeah. Or someone killed the ghost so when it was before it was a ghost someone killed the person and then it became a ghost because everything is ghosts oh, yeah. and then the ghost is chained to the basement can't leave but mm. the only way he could get revenge is to write the name of his murder on the wall and say Ludus <laughs> sucks and Ludus is the murderer Makes we solved the case wow it was All Ludus right. in the basement with the bocce ball <laughs> alright alright well uh, the, long story 
long. That's yep. why I don't use the basement. Because <laughs> it's the ghost basement. <laughs> right. It's the ghost space of the ghost zone. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Do you think that maybe next time you look to uh, rent or buy a place, you might uh, think about getting a place with an extra? Is that something that enters your head when you go and you look at a new place to live in? Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, it should, right? I mean, I feel like um, as I move forward in, in life, I should probably think about that. Um, though, you know, if you're living alone, I feel like in a lot of ways, your entire space is a space of your That's own, true. right? Um, I mean, you can't quite shut off and necessarily unless you have a bedroom where you can close that door or a spare room where you can close the door. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would love, I think once hey, I buy a place. Give yourself some credit, man. You won't be alone forever. <laughs> uh, still not. Someday love will find you. Oh, I'm good. Hey, um, ladies. I've... Are you lonely? Boy. Do you like the sound of Ryan's voice? I bet they do. Do you like turtles named Venkman? <laughs> Who doesn't? Send you us know? an email. Who Ryan doesn't? MediaEmpireMedia.com. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think if I if I look to purchase a place, I feel like I, I would look for uh, an extra area where it could just be uh, a space for me with all my favorite stuff. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. Why not? You yeah. know what? Why not, you my know friend? What? You've earned it. Mm. You deserve it. You deserve a good space of your own. So Just like Virginia Woolf. Yeah. She told me I, I deserve it. Yeah. And she was right. She was right about you. Thanks. All right. Well, when you get that space, might I suggest a pinball machine? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with pinball or or, uh, or some sort of a video game arcade uh, situation. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, when we, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Nick Parks from the pinball company in Columbia, Missouri, about uh, what it's like to you know be the master of the pinball world, I the guess. The pinball wizard. The pinball wizard. As it as is, is probably what is a pinball wizard? Uh, somebody who's just really great at pinball and knows everything about pinball. So not like an actual wizard. I, don't I, know. Always, I pictured like a wizard. You know, the wizard has like the tall hat, the conical yeah. hat with the stars. It's like that hat, except the head of the hat is uh, a giant <laughs> pinball hollowed out, and okay. he puts it on his head like a helmet. All right, yeah, but then he's also magical. Yeah, and he shoots out magic pinballs. Makes sense. From his hands. Okay. I think is what a pinball wizard is. We'll see. We'll, maybe we'll ask Nick if that's what he does. I'm sure he's going to love that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we'll get to that interview right after this. Adult Harder is fueled by Lagunitas Brewing Company. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know that Lagunitas Brewing Company? Oh, I know them I know quite well, my they friend. They make those beers that we drink? Oh, I drink them all the time. And so I was good. just, uh, I just had the Pilsner the other day. And man, I got to tell you, absolutely Phenomenal. It's good stuff. Mm. They have a lot of pale ales, too. I, know I don't you're... know if you know this about me. <laughs> I do enjoy a pale ale or two, and they have like 98,000 of them. They so sure do. It's very good. Uh, and we got some here in the fridge. So if you're an expert on something and want to come and be on Adult Harder, you can come into the studio, and you can be interviewed, and you could uh, have uh, some of this Lagunitas beer. Mm. Unlimited Lagunitas for Unlimited you. Unlimited Lagunitas for you. Hey, go out and get yourself some. A few, but because responsible. <laughs> Adult Harder is also brought to you by Oats Overnight. Did you have your oats overnight this morning? You know, I got to tell you, bad news, friend. Oh, Didn't no. have my oats overnight this oh, morning, no. and I have been dragging all day. Yeah, long. I got to be honest. You look like shit. <sighs> I was thinking maybe you hadn't had a good breakfast. I didn't. I, I had like an apple, and it just it didn't cut it. It's not the same. No, and there are no oats inside that apple. No, there's no superfoods. There's no there's no um, delicious flavors like uh, like chocolate peanut butter banana or, or strawberries and cream. And but uh, there's no 700 kilograms of protein. Oh my god, it's so 700 good. pounds of protein makes me <laughs> feel great. <laughs> you should uh, probably head on over to oatsovernight.com and 
Use our promo code, yeah. ADULT15. It is ADULT15. Type ADULT15 into the old promo code area when you check out. And into get yourself, the whole internet box. Yeah, <laughs> pull it on up and type some stuff, and soon you'll have yourself some oats. 15% off any order if you use ADULT15. Free shipping. Yep, go get some free shipping, real good protein, superfood breakfast like a real adult. All right, joining us uh, now from Columbia, Missouri, we have Nick Parks, the uh, CEO of The Pinball Company. Nick, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so The Pinball Company, that has something to do with pinball, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, know, you sell pinball machines. Is that kind of the main, uh, the main point of your business? Yeah, we, uh, we're an online retailer. Uh, we sell pinball machines video games, pretty much anything for, you know, the, the man cave, uh, foosball tables, air hockey table, anything you think of for a man cave, we sell it. Nice. So um, you do residential sales and yep. corporate sales? Yeah, we sell to, you know, f- for people's homes. We also sell to, like, um, universities, government, Air Force bases, you know, military bases, um, you know, hotels, restaurants. You know, we kind of do both. Nice. Uh, and I think I learned that you just recently opened a pinball bar in Columbia. Is that right? Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, it's called Silverball. Nice. Uh, and is that just pinball machines at the bar, or do you also have other arcade games there? We have about 20 pinball machines, so it's pretty heavy on pinball, but we also have air hockey, foosball, some classic arcades, uh, skee-ball, pop-a-shot, you know. So it's, it's kind of like a mini Dave & Buster's. Nice. I love that. I wish that had been at Columbia when I was going to Mizzou. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be kind of like a, almost like a, a resurgence of um, sort of that nostalgia of, of old school video games and, and obviously with pinball and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, you've seen, uh, you know, old Nintendo games kind of coming back and people being able to purchase that. Um, I mean, is that something that you sort of have noticed and that's kind of why you, you're, you're in this uh, particular industry or, or is pinball just a passion or... <laughs> Well, no, it's not that pinball is a passion. You know, I've been kind of, uh, you know, I've been selling pinball machines for 11 years. I kind of got into it because no one was really selling pinball machines online. I mean, there was some people doing it, but, I, I, you know, I thought I could do it better. Um, and so it was more of a market opportunity than a passion about, you know, pinball itself. But, of course, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, I grew up in the 80s, 90s, so I played Miss Pac-Man and, you know, all the, the 90s games, Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam, so I have fond memories of those, you know, video games and arcades um, that were pretty pretty popular back then. You know, there was always a, a, an arcade at most malls and, you know, plenty of places to play. We would always go to the 7-Eleven and play, you know, Mortal Kombat or something like that, you know. So you saw video games all over the place, uh, you know, when I was growing up. But it wasn't necessarily pinball itself that kind of drove me to, to start the pinball company and sell pinball. It was just more that I recognized that no one was really doing a good job of it, you know. So, and that's interesting, too. I think kind of an expansion of that, um, you know, video games themselves are getting so much more immersive. And now we have, you know, virtual reality has really started to take hold of the viewers and everything. So what do you think it is? Is it just nostalgia that keeps these old the pinball games and the old arcade games going strong? Or is there something about the actual gameplay that is different and special? What do you think it is? I think it's because, you know, in, in, if you look, you know, 10 years ago, um, there wasn't many arcades out there anymore. And there certainly wasn't barcades to the level they are. I mean, there might have been Dave and Busters and things like that, but if you wanted to just go to, you know, somewhere local and just go to play a bunch of arcade games, 
that place didn't exist. I mean, they, they weren't popular enough to to, keep, to stay open. Too many people were spending time on console games, you know, Xbox and you know, PlayStation and things like that. Uh, I'm not in that era still existing. They may be somewhat not as popular because people are playing games on their phones and tablets and things like that. So there's always some type of game to play. But for nostalgic, you know, for you know, guys who remember playing Miss Pac-Man and, and video games, and maybe even the older pinball machines when they were growing up, there wasn't a place to play. And so now that there are some places, they, they're, they're driven to go to those places to check them out and kind of reminisce about playing those games back in the day. And I think for the young people who really haven't experienced those places and, and really think of a video game as, you know, something I play with, a, you know, on my, on my TV or on my phone or tablet, to actually play a real pinball machine where the ball is bouncing around or some of these new age games that have like huge, you know, 50, 60 inch screens, you know, shooting games, driving games, things like that. It's all, it's very impressive. It kind of brings that the feel of a multiplayer game into the old games too, right? So the multiplayer games are all uh, largely online, but you, now you can play, if you go have a, a, a bar setting, a barcade, you can go and play these games with a community of people who are also really kind of excited about playing those games and kind of taking it out of your own living room and out of your own space, which is, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, it was kind of, you know, you go to the basement, you play this game by yourself for a while. <laughs> and it's, there's something cool about being able to share that with other people. Yeah, I mean, maybe you'd get a friend every once in a while, or come over and play video games, or you'd have your 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 best friend always comes over and you guys play video games together, which is great. But going, you know, going to an arcade or a barcade like ours and playing Mario Kart or Dance Dance Revolution or Big Buck Hunter or you know a, a game of skee ball or Papa Shot, it's competitive, you know. And I think what makes those places really, really cool is that it's not just about, you know, alcohol and drinking, you know. It's about the fun and games side of things and where you can go and do something while you drink. Um, and certainly people come in there and don't drink, but I think the barcades are successful because there's so many people who want to go out and have a drink with a buddy, but what are we going to do, just stand there and stare at the TV, you know, talk about the same old stuff. So to be able to, like, play, you know, Super Checks or, you know, some foosball or some of these classic games, I think that that's what that's what makes the place cool. It's something to do while you're in the bar, you know, in the bar atmosphere. So, um, but yeah, the competitiveness when you walk into Silver Ball or really any barcade, you're going to hear some hooting and hollering. People are kind of rooting each other on. Um, we have a game called Pac-Man Battle Royale, which is like four-player Pac-Man. So you, you know, nice. you eat the power pellet and you try to eat each other as well as try to stay away from the ghosts or eat the ghosts. So I think that that's that's the kind of the that's the kind of the vibe that you're going to see at Barcade where it's you know it's retro, it's nostalgia, but there's a lot of newer age games in there. Your people are are kind of cheering each other on. Um, it's, uh, so it's a fun environment. So what's a top selling game for the pinball company? The top selling game. Well, I would say for like games overall, Miss Pac-Man and Galaga are still very very popular. We probably sell a hundred Miss Pac Galaga cabinets a year, and they're still being made. You know, they're still Licensed from Namco, you know the original manufacturer. Um, that's that's still probably the the, the the most recognizable arcade games of all time. Um, so we sell those. Um, we also sell, of course, a lot of pinball machines, and those just kind of come and go. There's games that we sell a lot of every year, like Adam's Family. It's one of the you know most collectible uh, pinball machines. Medieval Madness, Twilight Zone. There's a handful of them that are you know just every year we'll sell like 20 of them. And then there's just the new games that come out every year because you know Stern is uh, Stern Pinball has been manufacturing pinball machines 
it was really they were the only manufacturer from like late nineties till present, but now there's new guys in the game. But certain pinball machines always cranks out like three or four games a year, like this year was Star Wars, um, Aerosmith, Batman sixty six, they just came up with Guardians of the Galaxy. So you know, when when new machines come out we saw a lot of those. But um as far as like on a on a regular basis, Adam's family is probably one of the top pinball machines that we sell. That's amazing. I need to spend more time in a barcade. Yeah, right? Man. And I feel like there's got to be something about, you know, and I, th- I played video games my entire life. Um, I didn't uh, grow up necessarily on pinball, but I mean, I feel like there must be something about um, kind of this very sort of physical interaction, right? Where you're, it's not just like you're not just pressing buttons on, on a video game controller, but you're, you're pressing buttons and actually seeing like an actual uh, uh, item moving around and you're in control of this thing. I mean, like, I, that's a whole different it's a whole different style of sort of game. And I mean, I guess you could say the same thing for, for foosball or for, for any of those. And I, that's pretty spectacular. I, you know, I don't, you don't get that really anymore. Yeah. So yeah. Like I think that's what, I think that's on. what it's about is it's the real it, pinball is so unique and that it has the, you know, you're interacting with that ball with the flippers and it's just, that's, yeah. that's it. That's all you have to, to manipulate the ball is the flippers, but everything else is mechanical. So it, it's hitting bumpers and going around ramps and, you know, there's lights and all that kind of cool stuff going on. But a big question I always get is, um, you know, my, my pinball machine is, is getting stuck here or sometimes it'll bounce and, 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 and hit the glass or like, you know, bounce off. And like, yeah, they, they ask if that's normal. Like, yeah, it's normal. Cause it's, it's a ball just bouncing around inside there. You know, <laughs> they, they're so used to things being kind of on a, on a, on an, on a, two-dimensional plane or you know something you know that that there's very little variation um in in the way that you play the game you know like in miss pac-man you know you just you do this every time and you can beat miss pac-man every time if you just do this pattern you know whereas pinball there is no pattern it's there's a lot of randomness the ball is uh, bouncing off rubber posts and things and it's it can go in any direction so yeah i think there's no real game that's like that other than pinball so it makes it really unique and I think that's why it's still popular today. Yeah, I remember growing up, my uh, my grandparents always had one and uh, a pinball machine in their basement, and it mm-hmm. was a billiards themed game. And we would just play that thing for hours every time you go because you're right; it's always a different experience, no matter what you do. It's going to be a different game entirely. Absolutely, nice. Um, so, Nick, I read uh, in an interview uh, maybe a couple months ago that you said you don't consider yourself very good at pinball. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, people always just assume. <laughs> that I'm good at pinball, and you know they they want to throw a nickname on me like, oh, he's the you know pinball master or you know pinball <laughs> wizard or whatever. Like a lot of times when I'm interviewed, they want to you know like they want to say we inter- you know we interviewed the pinball wizard Nick Parks. It's like no no, <laughs> I sell pinball machines. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm not declaring myself as good at pinball or uh, pinball wizard or anything like that. Um, and but there is that assumption that since I'm around them all the time that I play them. <laughs> And, and and my wife has been uh, working with me alongside me at the pinball company for ten years now, and um, she'll, she'll go out and she'll play test the game just to make sure that it's you know ready for a customer. And then you know, a lot of times the guy walk into our shop, they're like, "Oh man, it must be nice to play pinball machines all day." And then you know, it's kind of like an <laughs> eye roll moment, like you know, they don't understand. No, no, no. Like I rarely ever. I might play like ten minutes of pinball a month. You know. And so it, you know, it's just just a big misconception about me myself that I'm a huge pinball fan and I'm this big pinball player. And I'm just not. I'm I'm actually I'm a businessman. You know, um, yeah. I'm in the pinball world. I'm trying to make a living off it. I'm trying to 
um, make people happy by, you know, helping them find the right pinball machine and, and, you know, go out there and take care of my customers. But it's not that I'm, you know, super passionate about pinball and I'm certainly not a pinball wizard. Well, with all that in mind, do you have a, uh, a, a specific pinball game that you would say is your favorite to play when you do get a chance to play? Yeah, I have about a dozen in my basement. So just kind of like, I don't know, I guess I got to have to put that hat on like I am, you know, why wouldn't the owner of the pinball company have pinball machines in his own basement? <laughs> right. um, you know, when people call, it's like, oh, yeah, how many pinball machines do you have? You must be, you know. So, I mean, I have to have a little collection, and you know, so when people come over, they can play pinball. And, and since I have, you know, tons of pinball machines at my disposal, why not put some in my basement, right? Um, but I, I, if I'm going to play pinball, I usually go to, you know, the same machines and play over and over. And I think my favorite is probably Monster Bash. Uh, which is based on all like the universal characters, you know, Frankenstein and Creature from the Black Lagoon and uh, the Mummy and um, Bride of Frankenstein. It's, it's just really super fun to play. Dracula's in there. And they say funny things. The artwork is beautiful. Um, it's just I really enjoy playing that. that basically, you, you collect the characters by hitting them. Um, and then if you, it starts a mode uh, for each character. And when you beat that mode by hitting whatever shot you need to hit, you know, so many times, you collect their instrument. And so whenever you collect all the uh, monsters and you collect all their instruments, it starts a mode called Monsters of Rock. And um, <laughs> so they all kind of like, they all play their instrument and, you know, it's really kind of, really kind of cool. So I thought it was very unique, um, a creative way of using these monsters. But they're they're funny and and they all play an instrument. And they all play together in a band. You know, it's just it, I just think it's a brilliant game. That's awesome. That sounds so fun. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I guess one last big question. Um, so you sell obviously games for people for their game rooms for their man caves. What is it that you think? What is it about? having that space, that game room space, that man cave space, whatever it is, that's your space. What is it about having that space that is so important to people? Why is that such a need for people to have? Well, I guess it's different for different people. I mean, for me, it's just kind of nice to just duck away and, you know, have my own space and, um, you know, be able to do the things that I like. I have a man cave at home. I have some pinball machines in there. I have an arcade, I have some guitars and some amps in there, and I can just plug in the guitar and, you know, jam on the guitar if I want to. But another guy's man cave might just be a couple console games, or might be, you know, a kegerator, and he goes down there and watches TV and drinks beer, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the thing about the man cave. It's just your place, your stuff, you know, don't go to my man cave, don't touch my stuff, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, we have that when we're a kid, you know, I think we, like, Come in my room and you know don't touch my don't touch my Legos you know this is my stuff and I think that's kind of like we still kind of have that in us like whenever you get in a um, a marriage or a relationship and then you have kids and then you know it's kind of a free for all then but Dad still kind of wants his stuff his room where he's got his only you know stuff that only he can touch you know so I think for for a man cave a lot of people put it out in their garage you know that's the man's domain he's got his car his tools. <laughs> And now he created part of his, part of that. He's got some arcades that you know that's that's dead stuff. So I don't know. I I think that's what it's about. Is kind of that that in, you know inherent need to kind of like have your own little space where it's your stuff and it's 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 you know the women aren't allowed, the kids aren't allowed, or whatever. You know. All right. Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if people want to check out the Pinball Company, where can they find you online? Yeah, the PinballCompany.com, or just Google Pinball Company, and uh, you know we'll pop up. And uh, we've got. 
uh, over 100 pinball machines and pretty much everything you might need to deck out your man cave. You know, we've got dart boards and all that kind of jukeboxes. So go check it out. Look at all the cool stuff that you can put in your home and uh, give us a call. If you're in Columbia, Missouri or going through Missouri, stop at Silverball. Uh, next time I'm in town to see the alma mater, I'm definitely coming by and I can't wait. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, Ryan, anything else? No, that's it. That's fantastic. Thank you so much right. for joining us. Great, Nick. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. So turns out Nick Park's not a pinball master. No, he is not the, the <laughs> pinball wizard we thought he might be. Doesn't seem like he likes it when people call him that. No, so I immediately <laughs> regret <laughs> having led into the interview that way. But it turns out he does know a bit about pinball and he does have a whole bunch of pinball machines to sell. I love that game that he was talking about, the monsters, uh, sounds the very, movie monsters. It sounds uh, very cool. Yeah, I kind of want to I want to play it. Let's go find it. We should go find it. I bet I know where to find it. Columbia, Missouri. Let's go. All right. Sold. Silverball. Yeah. Sounds really fun. Sounds great. I can't wait to check it out yeah. next time I'm in Missouri. Yeah. So the point of all this is when you get your room of your own, you get that pinball machine and then I will come over and play it all the time. Definitely. Yeah. And then it'll be a room of my own inside your house that you paid for that I didn't have to pay for. And I will change the locks and it'll be just mine. What? Thanks, Ryan. Uh, all right. We have a little bit of announcement before we head out today. Remember our friend Neil Tobin? The Necromancer. Neil Tobin, the Necromancer. Well, we said that when we he got some details on his show, we would share them on our show. And guess what? Does he have details on his show? He has some details on a performance of his new show, The Near-Death Experience. Y'all, if you are in the Chicagoland area and you want to check out Neil Tobin's Near-Death Experience show, he's going to have a performance on February 25th out in Oak Park. Um, so if you want to look at the details for that, it's neardeathx.com near death and then just an x near death x it's like near death experience but just an x no yeah, e yeah. no periods just uh, near death x.com <laughs> and you can get tickets there i'm gonna go i'm gonna ryan's probably gonna go i'm gonna make ryan go oh uh, you buying me a ticket i'm in uh, so we'll see what happens Yay. but we're gonna go it's gonna be great february 25th we'll see you there um anything else I think that's it. You should probably like us on all the social media oh, related channels. At Adult Harder Show. At Adult Harder Show. And then if you really like this, go and give us some, um, maybe some five-star reviews on iTunes because I think a couple people didn't like some of the jokes that we made and we got some one-star <laughs> reviews. <laughs> I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> so maybe go counteract those by giving us some five-star reviews. That could be fun. Yeah, and write us a review too and say, hey, this is the greatest show on earth. Yeah. I want to call you Barnum and or Bailey because this is the greatest show on earth. That's a good one. Thanks. Somebody should write that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all for us this week. We will see you next time. Media Empire Media.